When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some people get great in-laws, some not so much. Today, what we're going to do is unpack this thing that has plagued marriages for decades and centuries and for a very long time, uh, and hopefully make you a better son-in-law in the process. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Husband's Coach's Corner, the podcast that teaches husbands how to love their wife every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, aka The Husband Coach. Welcome back to the Husband Coaches Corner. Today, we are going to be looking at some ways of dealing with challenging in-laws. Now, this could be your parents or it could be your wife's parents. We're going to go over some steps that you can take to engage with both sets of parents and hopefully build relationships that are of quality and value moving forward if this is something that you struggle with. If this is not something that you struggle with, the steps and techniques will still be applicable, especially if you find yourself in this situation, but more so in the continuing to build the relationship with your in-laws. So throughout this episode, I'm going to be somewhat generic because this challenge manifests itself in many, many different ways. However, one thing remains constant no matter what in this circumstance and any other circumstance that's challenging inside of your marriage. And that is you, as the husband, have to remain the leader. All right? You have to remain the leader. So I do realize that not everyone has this challenge with their in-laws. So I get it. All right? However, most of us have had some sort of challenge, maybe not a significant issue that has impacted our marriage to a degree of divorce or whatever it may be. However, understanding how to deal with the circumstance when it comes up is going to be important. And then lastly, if you find value in this content, don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe, follow, whatever the platform you are listening or watching this on allows you to do. Engaging just really helps this channel grow and this podcast grow and gets it into the ears and the hands of people who would find value in it. And if you haven't already, check the show notes or description box below and sign up for my email list. It's completely free and you get a copy of the Wife Journal for free when you do that. So let's dive into today's content. So first up on the list, my mom is giving my wife a hard time. Now, I guarantee you, in some cases, especially if you are a mama's boy and you know it if you are, sometimes your mom can give your wife a hard time. And it may be intentional, it may be unintentional. But no matter what, these situations are always a challenge. They're a challenge because you're caught between the woman you love, which is your wife, and the mother you love, which is your mom. And I'm a firm believer of honoring my parents. Uh, but there comes a point when we have to separate ourselves from our parents. So 
before we dive into the steps of taking care of dealing with your mother, you have to do a deep dive into yourself and say, okay, have I separated myself in a healthy way from my mother? If you are a mama's boy, at least, uh, have I separated myself in a healthy way from my mother? So is that when she gives a suggestion or any input to my marriage that I don't just jump on it and make it, you know, like the golden rules in my marriage, as opposed to taking it as a grain of salt and seeing if it makes sense if my wife does that or if she doesn't do that, you know, things of that sort. Because let's face it, sometimes we have those overprotective mothers who think that they're the only ones who know best. And when you get married, maybe they don't approve of your wife, things of that sort. All right. So do a deep dive. See if you are that mama's boy. And if you are, if there's something that you need to rectify internally before you go and address this situation with your wife and with your mother. The very first thing that I have here is you got to speak to your wife about what your mom does that really makes her feel uncomfortable. Now, if you have listened to any of these episodes or any of my information, you're always looking to gain understanding. You're not looking to go into these crazy concepts of you just don't understand my mom. You're trying to understand what's going on with your wife, right? You want to know what she's feeling, why she's feeling it, how it's affecting her, and ultimately how that relates back to the challenges that you're facing in your marriage. Don't forget that your wife and you and your wife in state of this entire uh, category or this entire workload, if you will, is to rebuild your marriage and to make a healthy uh, boundary for your mother and your wife, right? It's important that you set those boundaries. Again, you are the leader in your marriage. If you relinquish control of your leadership and you give it to your wife in this circumstance, it can send the wrong signal that it's not such a big deal that your mom is interjecting or whatever, causing some conflict in your marriage, and it'll make your wife feel abandoned, or it'll make your wife feel like, well, if it's not a big deal, then I'll just be passive about it. And being passive in your marriage is never going to end well, because over the years, that will turn into resentment and you may find yourself in a much deeper situation uh, later down the line. So my recommendation is you go and you work through these challenges as they come up and set those healthy boundaries. But making sure that, you know, you honor your mother and you take care of her, but that you're safeguarding your wife and you're taking care of her at the same time. So when you're talking to your wife about your mother, make sure that you're not providing necessarily a defense for your mom, but you are making it very clear like, hey, this is my mom and I really love her, especially if you are that mama's boy. All right. It's important that your wife understands that you love your mom and that this circumstance, you guys can work through it and figure it out. But you need your your wife to be respectful at the time that she's talking to 
you about her mother, right? Uh, but don't make a defense for your mom. Things like, oh, well, that's just the way she is, or uh, maybe you're just not getting what my mom is trying to say, uh, or the worst one that you can make about your mom uh, in a circumstance where your wife and your mom are not uh, meeting eye to eye is my mom isn't that bad, right? Because in your wife's mind, as soon as you say that, you're not hearing what she says. So don't provide a defense for your mom, uh, but set some clear boundaries that, you know, this is your mother and like there you get sensitive, right? It's your mom. She took care of you. So very, just make sure that you set boundaries. All right. I'm not going to keep uh, rambling on about that. Okay. So after you've talked to your wife, now it is time for you to go talk to your mom. Uh, I will note, you can do these in either order that you want, but I think it is better for you to talk to your wife first so you can gain understanding as to what it is your mom, uh, and this could absolutely also be your dad, right? Uh, if your dad is causing issues, but whichever parent, right? Talk to your wife first, understand where the challenges are coming from, and then go and speak to the parent that is causing the challenge in your marriage. All right. Now, when you go to speak to your mom, obviously you have to speak to her with respect or to your parent, your mom or dad, uh, speak to them with respect, but make sure that you set a very clear end state for that conversation that you are looking to build the relationship and make sure you know, based off of the understanding that you have with your wife or from your wife, that you go into this conversation with your your uh, parents pretty much saying, hey, I need you to understand you guys are doing X, Y, Z, and it's causing this in my marriage. And we have to find a way to, you know, circumvent that or, or keep that from happening altogether. Uh, and this you know, sets the tone. Now, from there, you can have a very uh, respectful conversation, I believe, you know, um, and not all families operate the same. I get it. If you have a, a challenging family to deal with, then maybe it is better to have a third party present to help mediate and facilitate the conversation just to make sure that it doesn't like spin off into uh, the wrong direction. So very important that, you know, you, you have some structure in your conversation so you can reach your end state and you should be driving towards that end state, but also, uh, taking a little bit of a detour to hear, uh, the why behind the what in a lot of the circumstances. And that is a very complicated conversational skill. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, but if you, are pretty good at having conversations and you can move down, you know, a detour just to get back to where you were trying to go, then I think that it's value added. So here's the deal. When you go talk to your parents, this is what you want to have in mind. Uh, as far as those end goals are one, you want to give your parents understanding of how the actions impact your marriage. I think I already covered that one. The second one, you want to develop ways 
that your parents and your wife can reconcile. Now, this is really important. Reconciliation after there's been some sort of trauma or some sort of misunderstanding, whatever the case may be, uh, you want to reconcile with your family and make sure that everyone understands what that reconciliation looks like. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you're not going to grab hands and sing Kumbaya and have a good time. Uh, in some cases, maybe the healing is almost instant. Uh, but other times, if this is a traumatic situation, um, it can take some time for the healing. And I'll be honest, sometimes the healing and the reconciliation never comes because there's just so much trauma and, and drama, both trauma and drama, in the situation. All right, but definitely want to map out what reconciliation looks like. The next thing is you want to ask your parents to, one, chill out when it comes to interjecting into your marriage. Chill out, that's obviously uh, a non-doctrinal term. However, I think it gets the point across. You want your parents to take a pause before they interject into your marriage. Now, this should be fairly uh, simple for many parents to follow. I think that a lot of parents, they don't necessarily mean to... Uh, interject into a marriage in a negative way, but sometimes that still happens, right? Um, so when you have identified what it is that they're doing and you set that tone, you can say, hey, before you make a comment about the way that my wife takes care of the house, I need you to come talk to me first, maybe, right? Um, instead of making like these open statements. Uh, and the worst is if it's on Facebook, man, social media, that is a terrible place to air dirty laundry. If that is what you are doing, I highly recommend you stop doing it. If social media seems to be the place where your, uh, your parents or your in-laws are airing all of the, the social or the, you know, the drama or the, the issues that you guys are having. Um, you definitely want to call that out because no one wants to be embarrassed. Very few people enjoy being embarrassed. So definitely should call that out and say, hey, if we have a problem, let's talk about it between the two of us or the three of us or how many other people so we can come to a resolution. All right. But moral of the story, you want to set the clear tone that you're going to ask your mom or your dad to just take a pause before they interject anything and then decide where and when the appropriate time to interject is. And then the last thing, and this is by no means an exhaustive list, by the way, uh, but the last thing is to set clear boundaries for your marriage. You have to set clear boundaries for your marriage. Otherwise, the, the line in the sand, so to speak, uh, it can easily be blown away just because a parent feels that they have some sort of uh, obligation to do something for their child or they feel like they have a sense of entitlement that they can do something uh, on behalf of their child. So my recommendation, set clear boundaries, make those hard stops or at least uh, very cautionary stops. So before a parent decides to cross that line, 
they at least understand if that is a welcomed uh, intrusion to the marriage um, or if it is an unwelcome intrusion. Because if they know that it's unwelcome and they do it anyway, then they're just being, uh, they are making a decision that they understand it is not beneficial for the marriage, but they're still doing it anyway. Uh, and that could be a whole nother problem. So something to discuss with your parents there. This two-step process is not always going to work. Uh, talking to your wife and then talking to your parents, it's not always going to work. Families are complicated. Relationships are complicated. They're complex. There are a lot of different things that happen in these relationships. However, doing this two-step process will get you closer to, at bare minimum, understanding both parties and what's going on. Now, if neither one wants to talk about it, your wife, you know, she withdraws and says, you know what, I don't care. I don't want to talk about it. And then you try to go talk to your mom and dad, and then they're doing the same thing then this is a clear indicator that you probably need some form of counseling between you and your wife first. And, you know, just getting your wife to open up. Because if your wife is willing to withdraw from you at this stage, there's probably more issues in your marriage than just your parents. Uh, and yeah, if your wife is not willing to open up, you probably this is a clear indicator. You probably need to go get some uh, more clinical help uh, with a counselor that can help, you know, mitigate uh, or at least get your wife to open up or help facilitate your wife uh, sharing what she feels when things are happening in your marriage. And maybe your in-laws uh, or your parents, her in-laws are not the biggest elephant in the room, so to speak. Right. So just keep that in mind. Now we're going to transition to your wife's parents or your in-laws. And this is probably what most of you clicked on this episode for. So I'm going to be very straightforward and brief. When you have a problem with anyone, you need to go and reconcile those differences. Gain understanding of why the problem exists first. This isn't rocket science. This isn't anything overly complicated. Where you're going to need the assistance is when your in-laws are confrontational or combative and it's very challenging for you to go and have these conversations. Uh, but if they're willing to have a conversation with you, you got to check your emotions. I talked about that in previous episodes. All right. Check your emotions and just sit there and hear what they have to say. And the goal is to seek understanding. Now, I do recommend that you talk to your wife first and have that conversation and just say, hey, your parents, they do this. And when they do it, it makes me. And then you guys go down that line. Uh, so that way your wife has understanding, because if she can talk to them as well, then and going through the exact same steps as I covered when you talk to your parents, uh, you're going to see at least some transformation. Now, here's the the difference between being the husband as the leader of the marriage and, and you know, between you and your wife. Uh, you take on the responsibility of caring for your wife. Most of the time, 
there is an issue with the care where in-laws interject. It could be the living conditions that you guys are in. It could be your financial circumstances that you guys are in. It could be a environmental or uh, a cultural circumstance that you're in. So if you identify and you gain the understanding that your in-laws have problems with you about these types of things, you should do a reflection after you gain that understanding. I mean, you should do that regardless. Once you gain an understanding, reflect on the information before you make a determination, right? But if your in-laws are saying, hey, you don't provide adequately enough for my daughter, hear what it is, the areas, you know, ask them to specify what areas do you not provide well enough in. And most of the time they're going to tell you what it is. And then you just have to sit back and say, okay, are those things that I can improve or are they things that I have no intentions of improving? And my wife is perfectly fine with these circumstances And then that's when you have a conversation with your wife and you gain understanding from her. So that way you guys are united when you go back and uh, reconcile with her parents. Now, if you find that there are areas that you can improve, then do something to improve those. Your actions, because you can only control your actions in this situation, right? Your actions towards taking a better or a step towards uh, improving the things that they have identified is going to pay back dividends like over time that they that you hear them and that you are doing what's in the best interest of their child. And that's essentially all that they're looking for. Are is this guy doing what's in the best interest of my child now? There are some in-laws out there that are just completely upset, depend on how you guys got married or whatever the circumstance was that led to the relationship. Uh, There are some in-laws that they have some reservations and they let you know it. Those situations you may just have to brush off. And uh, unfortunately, you will have to ignore and be passive with that family member. if if there's no reconciliation to be had or they don't want to reconcile, um, unfortunately, that is also an end state. I hope that that is not the case for you, but I get it if, if it is. That is a uh, that's a challenging one. I personally have not had that issue. My in-laws have been great. I haven't had any issues with any of them. Uh, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law. Uh, yeah. They've been awesome. I have great relationships with them, which leads me to my next and final point. When you set these boundaries with your in-laws, you should be building a relationship with them. What does that look like? Well, first, the relationship should be uh, very family oriented and Uh, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to. It should not be a romantic relationship where there's some sort of sexual intimacy or anything crazy like that. Uh, You know, 
I just felt like I had to give that disclaimer for anyone who may be a little confused of what I mean by building a relationship. Uh, I really mean like building a friendship with your in-laws, especially if it is something where it means a lot to your wife. Uh, because by building that relationship with their in-laws instead of being like their enemy or uh, always clashing with them, if you can build, at, even if it's just a very simple, hey, I can come over to the house, hang out with you, and we don't have to argue about every single thing, uh, even if the relationship is just, you know, very, uh, I won't say very passive because that's a little weird, but if you can just be on basic terms of communication, right? Uh, that goes a long way to rebuilding um, a marriage if there are issues in your marriage, especially if your wife holds your parents in a very high place in her life. So something that you should consider there. Now, the other thing that I should add as a disclaimer is don't go out and try and impress your in-laws by buying them fancy and expensive gifts. This is going to potentially lead to one of two things. First one, it shows that there's a price on their daughter, right? Uh, no matter what type of gift you get them, there is a price associated with the daughter. And this may be offensive to some parents. Now, there may be some parents that are like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Give me gifts. I like it. But once the gifts run out and you don't give them gifts anymore, then you're really just buying their affection and their appreciation and uh, you lose respect in those terms. So I'm not saying that you should never bring gifts over. What I'm saying is uh, be cognizant of the types of gifts that you're getting and when you're giving the gifts, like holidays, birthdays, stuff like that, it's appropriate. You know, that's tradition, at least here in the United States, Western culture. It's tradition to give gifts on Christmas, birthdays. Uh, and, you know, if you go on vacation and you want to bring back a souvenir for them, absolutely. I get postcards, magnets, stuff like that, keychains. And I send that to my in-laws when we go on vacations. Uh, those kind of gifts... It's not saying like, hey, your daughter is only worth a keychain. It's more of a, hey, you know, we went here. I was thinking about you. And so we got you this. That's all that the souvenirs are, right? But if you're out buying TVs and computers and, you know, just all kinds of expensive things like jewelry and stuff like that, uh, and you're trying to win their affection by buying things, probably not the best way of building a relationship. So what does this relationship look like? It should be somewhere in the ballpark of you can pick up the phone, either uh, calling or texting, and you can talk to your in-laws at least once to twice a month. All right. Now, if you can get more then that's great, you know, uh, but if you can't, then once to the, once or twice a month, being able to talk to your in-laws, that is going to be more than enough to help your marriage continue to build uh, and for you to build that relationship. Uh, and then also you're gaining deeper understanding because you can have conversations about their hobbies, their interests, their work, 
their plans after, you know, in retirement, if they're not already there, things of that sort, you have all kinds of opportunities available to you. So that's something you should keep in mind, building a relationship with your in-laws. And then you should also be encouraging your wife to build a relationship with your parents if there are, you know, if your parents are the ones causing issues, there, there should be a relationship there uh, following, you know, the same guidelines. So take that and, and run with it. All right. So I'm going to leave it there for this particular episode. The in-laws, they are a tricky thing, and I think they usually mean well. There are some toxic families out there, and I get it. There are some challenges that come with that. But the majority of the families, and and from what I understand of the the men that I've coached in the past and currently coach, uh, when they run into this issue, it's typically because there's some sort of misunderstanding or unmet uh, need with the daughter in the circumstance that they're uh, discussing. If that's the case, then do a reflection and address that situation uh, you know, using conflict management skills to improve your conversation and your overall relationship. So until next time, I want you guys to find a way to love your wife every day. Peace.